Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Ah, no, we don't have to continue. But that's good. <laughs> Everybody got it. We're partying every day. We are. It's a party time. <laughs> it is party time. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Command Zone podcast. I'm your host, Josh Lee Kwai. And I'm the other host right now, Ashlyn Rose. I forgot to say, how's it? I should say, how's it? Yes, Ash is here to help us with the budget upgrade guide for the Party time, the Orzhov precon from Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. Yes. So we're going to do the same thing we've been doing for all of these. We also did the deck reveal for this um, particular deck. Uh, we're going to break down the stats, go through the reprints a little bit, and then everybody's favorite parts. Ashlyn has spearheaded the initiative to add 10 cards to this deck, take 10 cards out for a total budget of around 30 bucks. And we, we were right up to the wire on this one. <laughs> Might be just a teeny bit over, but just a gumball over. It's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, but first, of course, if you want to get your hands on this deck so that you can upgrade it. You we're going to get it. Yeah. Well, you got to go to channelfireball.com slash command. They have their marketplace all set up. They are actually the go-to place, especially for sealed product. I've found they have really good prices because every single vendor on the Channel Fireball marketplace is an LGS. They're oh, a licensed right. business. So they're plugged into the uh, Wizards WPN network, the distributors, which means they get really good prices on sealed product. And because they're competing with each other on the marketplace, it tends to drive prices down and you can get some really good deals on there. So if you want to pick up this deck or, you know, all the pre-cons or, you know, collector's booster, draft booster, anything like that, channelfireball.com slash command is the place to go. And of course, if you forget to put in the, the URL when you're at checkout, you can uh, put in the code command and also you'll be, you know, providing them with the affiliate link. Uh, and of course, once you get the cards, you want to protect them. Ultra Pro, they make the products that Jimmy and I trust our own collections to. No joke. I have every single deck of mine in Ultra Pro Eclipse sleeves. I only use Ultra Pro deck boxes. We have Ultra Pro play mats. We made our sleeves using Ultra Pro. We make our play mats using Ultra Pro. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's really the highest praise we can give them. That as a company, we use Ultra Pro to create our merchandise products because we know their quality is so high. Uh, we do have an affiliate link. It's kind of a new thing. We haven't always had this, but it's shop.ultrapro.com. 
ultrapro.com slash command. And one of the great things about the affiliate link is that ultrapro products different stores carry different stuff. It's not like right. Wizards where they release their product and pretty much any LGS is going to get all the product Wizards comes out with. They pick and choose more with Ultra Pro. And so sometimes you'll see certain stuff online or in the gameplay videos and, and you can't find it at your local store. Well, if you go to shop.ultrapro.com slash command, you can often find some of that stuff that's either sold out or your LGS didn't carry. Right. Yeah. And also... They have deals there all the time. Oh, do so, they really? Yeah, you can often find like 50% off stuff, some really good deals if it's just a little bit older and they've got extra inventory and they're totally. just trying to clear it out. So, yeah. I also like how they're doing, um, we get these little emails sometimes and it's mm. like the color of the month for Ultra Pro, which is very like, if you're familiar with like any type of like merchandise, you know, printing, Pantone does like a color of the year thing and it's very, it kind of harkens to that. It's pretty fun and they have amazing colors for all their like satin towers and everything. So it's great. Yeah, we often talk about like styling your deck box sleeves, playmat to a set or some artwork. But they also have other styles, like like you said, you can style it to like yellow or, you know, they have other sort of more, I guess it's not like just parked on Magic IP. Right. Yeah. So you can sort of tailor your battlefield however make you want. Make it your aesthetic. Yeah. Um, speaking of Playmat and having Ultra Pro make it, we do have a new Kickstarter going on for our new Playmat. It's called Before the Storm. Um, it's really, really cool. It's the year of the tiger. The artwork, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see it now. It's beautiful. The link is in the show notes. It's limited time only. Our playmats always are. We just do a Kickstarter for a certain amount of time. Once the Kickstarter is over, we look at that number. We make that many. We send them off. Then we never make it again. So if you want to get your hands on the playmat, show your support of game nights, help support our content. Again, the Kickstarter link is in the show notes. Uh, and then, of course, patreon.com slash command zone. Uh, <laughs> Yep, you've heard us talk about the Patreon a lot, so I won't go on here, but we do shout out one lucky patron every single episode, and this episode is dedicated to Emmett, Emmett Hillman. Hillman. Thank Emmett. you. Yeah, you, you rock. rock. Okay, let's get into the main topic here. Party time, pre-con budget upgrade guide. The rules are the same as always. We're going to add 10 cards. We're going to take 10 cards out. We're going to spend around $30 doing that. Uh, but first, we have to analyze the deck a little bit to make sure that uh, we give context for why um, we're making those decisions. So let's read the face commander right. from, uh, from, the, from the, the deck. deck right out of the box. It's Nalia de Ar Arnis. 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 Arnise? For some reason, my brain goes are nice, but I know you need to see in there, but yeah, Arnise. I think Nalia is nice. Yeah. <laughs> Are she nice? Yes, she is. Okay. One white black for a 3-3 three, three human rogue. Thank you for the pity laugh. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may cast cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard spells from the top of your library. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you have a full party, which means you have to have a cleric, a rogue, a warrior, and a wizard on the battlefield, if you have that, you put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control, and those creatures gain death touch until end of turn. What do you think of this card, Ashlyn? I think it's, I think it's a cool card. I do. I, I think it's nice. I, it's unfortunate it's a rogue. I, I wish it was something else, like maybe a warrior or something, but I, I liked the card. I don't know how to value the look at the top of your library cards. Yeah, it really depends. And we're going to go through this in a little bit, like how many of those things you have in your deck so that it kind of gives you a percentage of like, what's my chances if I look at the top card of my deck that it's one of those cards so I can therefore get the card advantage of casting it. Right. I mean, you know the deck's going to be like 35 to 38 lands. So that's at least a third that is a whiff with Nalia. Yeah. And then anything obviously that's not in the party or in the party classes. So it's it draws you probably like what would that be sixty percent of a card in, uh, per turn if yeah. you have a lot of those. And the other thing though is it would be better if it was 
with party, you you have certain cards you need at certain times, right? Like you can't control if you're going to have everything but that cleric and mm -hmm. whatnot. So that's the other thing that makes me hesitant with her as a commander. Specifically. Yeah, she's kind of like, you need a full party or I don't do anything else. Right. <laughs> right. It's not like hey, if you have two of the classes where you get, you know, 50% of the benefit yeah. or something. It's either 100% or not as far as the uh, the plus one plus one and the death touch. I think you can tell that um, Ashlyn didn't like Nalia. I agree too. And so we might be using one of the backup commanders. Actually, there's only one backup commander, which we're about to talk about, which is, do you want to read it? Yeah, we have uh, Barakos, party leader. And leader they are because they count for everything. Um, they can either be a cleric, rogue, warrior, wizard. I should probably read the casting cost. It's a three and a black, a two, four orc. And uh, yeah, it says Barakos party leader is also a cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard. Whenever Barakos party leader attacks, Tiffany player loses X life and you create X treasure tokens where X is the number of creature cards in your party. It also has the additional text of choose a background. So Barakos is an orc in the in the uh, type line, yes. but has actually can fill in for any piece of your party. Yeah. Um, will not be a full party themselves. They no. will just fill any open gap, yeah. right? So if you have a cleric, then you can say, well, Barakos is one other piece of the party. And that means Barakos fills in your party. If you have three, the other three, it'll just become the cleric or whatever it is that you need. But importantly, unlike Nalia, Barakos kind of works even if you have kind of part of a party, right? right? Yeah. Barakos is like, it's the filler in any type of game you play and is like, I don't care what you do. As long as you like help out, it's a win-win. Even Barakos will give you one treasure token when it attacks, right? Because it, you'll have one party, one creature in your party, right? right. Barakos. Exactly. Even if the rest of your creatures, or you didn't have any other creatures or the rest weren't uh, sort of party classes. So... It just gives you a lot more, um, account not accountability, but like you can rely on it more because yeah. it's so versatile. Right. You know you're going to get something and you kind of can control more. Yeah, I, I I like this. And we're going to recommend that you run Barakos with the background that comes in the box um, rather than Nalia, which is a thing I think that happens sometimes with the pre-cons. Some people get upset when we do that, but I think it's a feature, not a bug where it's right. like, hey, I can use my strategic evaluation to get a little more optimization out of the deck by making, making choices. Um, and I think this is a smart one. So let's read the background from this uh, deck. It's Folk Hero, one in a white for a legendary enchantment. All the backgrounds are enchantments. It's a background. It says, Commander creatures you own have whenever you cast a spell that shares a creature type with this creature, draw a card. This ability triggers only once each turn. What? Pretty useful when uh, your commander has uh, in its rules text that I am a cleric, rogue, warrior, and warrior, uh, warrior and wizard. That thing you're looking for, I'm it. Yeah. <laughs> And as you could imagine, both of the commanders in this deck, both the legendary creatures, care about the party mechanics. So there's already quite a bit, I mean, a lot, actually, of creatures that have, you know, these classes already, yes. you know, that, that are these classes, I suppose. And they definitely added some more cards as well, which we covered in the other uh, reveal video if you want to check it out. But that support the party mechanic more that they added to the deck or made. So... That's going to be the recommendation here, but let's look at the stats that kind of break down what the deck looks like, just to kind of solidify our choice. Um, if you're wondering how backgrounds work, by the way, we did an entire episode about it. It is episode 470, which came out fairly recently when you're watching this. Um, if you're worried about the intricacies of the rules and background stuff, we went over it there. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes. Okay, time for the... Stats. 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 
All right. <laughs> uh, okay. So the party time deck stats. Do you want to go over the sort of, these are the evergreen stats that we always check for every deck. Yes. So we have, I like this because like, sorry, I'm going to be very lore themed right now, but it's like, all right, well, we got our packing list. We have ramp. We have card draw, single target removal, and board wipes as our stats for this. We have seven ramp, 15 card draw, Whoa. which is great when you need specific creatures, and uh, six single target removal, and four board wipes. So these stats actually, I like your choice even more now seeing that because Nalia is a card draw card more than a ramp card. She doesn't ramp at all. Yeah. Whereas Brakos is a ramp card and mm. doesn't card draw you at all. So if there's one thing we're short on, I would say... It's ramp. Yeah, it's ramp. So the fact that our commander now provides the missing piece, that seems like, yeah, even more so like a good choice to, to use Brakos as the commander. And the folk here will obviously give you some card draw in the right. command zone as well. Um, we should have mentioned with Folk Hero that it is important to note that the, the ability triggers only once each turn. So we're probably going to talk about that more later, and I, I don't think we hit on enough. Okay, Um so yeah, the stats look pretty good though overall, right? Yeah, I, the stats for this deck seemed pretty great. It was, it's nice when you can go into a deck to do an upgrade and you're not trying to like balance something out as much as just add to it and build onto it. Yeah, you don't have to work on the like foundational pieces. You can do the fun stuff. Right, and they you could tell they, they put a lot of thought into building this one. It's, it's a fun deck. It was really fun to upgrade. Um, yeah, the only thing I would maybe say is like it's a little low on removal and maybe you don't want quite as many board wipes because you're going to be creature heavy. At the same time, there are some um, themes in the deck that kind of pay you off when your own creatures die. Right. So the wipes maybe aren't so bad. So, yeah. I do like the board wipes they chose for this because I was really iffy on that too. I was like, oh no, that's that's a lot of board wipes and we want creatures. Right. Uh, but they chose the ones that are very situational, like uh, Austere Command is uh, one of that them. that you can use to your own advantage. Yeah, exactly. They don't hurt you as much. Yeah, that's So good. they keep in mind that you want to have creatures on the battlefield. Great. Okay, now let's talk about the deck-specific stats. And I think the biggest question at first is, like, how many of each of these party classes are included in, in the deck? So you want to run that down? Yeah, of course. So we have party, which I'm, I think is just, like, things with the party text on it. Or that care about the word yes. party, yeah. Uh, which is 19. We have 19 cards in the deck that do that. That's a lot of party synergy. Yeah. Uh, rogues, we have 13 rogues. Um, clerics is 21 clerics because wow. it's great to have clerics. I wouldn't have thought that clerics would be the class there would be the most of, but it is. Yeah. I, I mean, and even looking through like Scryfall, clerics are pretty pop clerics and wizards, but yeah, a lot of good clerics. Yeah. I guess maybe wizards, there's a lot more in blue. So since we're yeah. in Orzhov and Orzhov has more clerics. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, warriors, we have 17. Uh, wizards, we have 18. Okay, so that's pretty well balanced. I think rogues are a little light, but remember yeah. Barakos can fill in for whatever we're missing, so maybe Barakos is a rogue a little more often than the other ones. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking too. Uh, I definitely, you'll see later, but we took out a couple clerics uh, and I tried to add, I think, like a wizard or something, but it's pretty balanced with like what's already in there. Yeah, and, and we should say it's not on our stats here, but there are like 44 creatures in the deck, so it's a very yeah. high creature count deck in general. Yeah. As you would expect with the um, commander really wanting certain creatures on the battlefield. So, yeah, it looks like a pretty even sp spread, so that looks about right to me. Yeah, I, I it's something that I didn't have to worry about balancing. I did some, I when I was playing it, it felt fine as well as far as like what I was hitting and filling my party, so... Now, the big worry, I think, when playing a deck that's got to commit a lot of creatures to the board is, you know, I can get board wiped and then really take it can fully take me out of the game if I'm right. not careful. So we kind of checked to make sure there was enough protection and recursion to kind of make this strategy work. And the stats came out. There are nine uh, cards that we consider protection and six that we would consider recursion. Um, so 
a decent amount of ways to sort of protect your stuff. Yeah, it's great. It, there's a ton of ways to like, if you don't have to worry as much about overextending. I mean, always be conscious of that. But like the deck wants to, it wants to go out there and smack things right. and people. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, you don't get Baracus's trigger without attacking. It's a creature yeah. deck. Treasure decks usually want to attack. I'd say with the treasure, hopefully you're getting from your commander and folk hero drawing you some extra cards. Uh, and then with the protection of the recursion, even if the worst happens and you do get board wiped, hopefully this deck could recover. But also you might be able to just get them with some of the stuff where they go, I think I'm clearing your board and you're actually not. I have right. I, I have an answer for that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, okay. Let's talk about the deck value, the reprint value. We did uh, cover this a little bit in the deck reveal, so we'll be maybe a little quicker here. Remember that the prices that we quote for all of our all of our decks are from before the decks were revealed. And that is because we we are doing a lot of this stuff before the decks are revealed. Not this one we're recording. It's already been revealed. But just so that we're comparing apples to apples with decks from the past and other decks we do, we kind of need to check them at the same point in time. So it's always like a few weeks before the, the world knows the full lists. Um, so the total reprint value of this deck is actually the highest of all of the Baldur's Gate Wasn't precons. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it's quite high. It's $119.17. Wow. I mean, I feel like the last deck upgrade I did for Capenna, it also had the highest reprint value. Wow. You I don't just know, know what that means. Up. You know but... what to pick up. It's called Champagne <laughs> Taste. That's what I mean. Um, remember, these are just the reprint cards, too. This is not counting the yeah. 30 new cards in the deck. This is just, or I, I don't think there's 30 new cards, actually. Some of them are basic lands, but right. yeah, the value the of the 70 reprints. reprints. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there are 30 new cards. Anyway, um, the average reprint value over the past three years for a pre-con deck is $80. So this is well above. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like 50% more value than normal. Pretty good. Okay, let's talk about the notable reprints. We'll just go through real fast here. Uh, there are seven cards worth $5 or more in this deck. Sabine's yeah. Reclamation, about $10.50. Calculating uh, Lich, $10.25. Skull Clamp, format stable, $10. That's great That's to That's a see. good reprint, yeah. yeah. Um, Grim Hireling, $9. I had no idea that card got, had gotten that high, <laughs> by the way. That's uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good I'm card, but geez. Surprised. Mutavault, $8.30. Uh, Selfless Spirit, $8. That's a good card. Mother of Runes! <laughs> you knew you wanted me to say it. $5 for the Mother of Runes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's quite good value in the high end, even. There's yeah. three cards over $10. I don't. Yeah, I can't remember incredible. the last time I saw that. And Calculating Lich, I think that one was the one that was in ga the Game Night's like, box mm -hmm. thing. Uh, not our game. Oh, that's why, because yeah. it was hard to find, because so, it was only in that one thing. So now we finally have it out in another pre-con. That's cool. Uh, and there are 15 cards over $2 or more. Remember, all the, f the cards we just talked about are part of those 15 cards. So these are basically the cards between 2 and $5. Um, Vault of the Archangel, 450 Love that card. Castle Lockthwain, uh, four twenty-five. Eight and a half tails, four twenty-five. That's an annoying hey. card. <laughs> Maxwood ne uh, Maskwood Nexus at four twenty. That's a card I've been actually playing more and more, so I'm glad to see it reprinted before it gets super high in price. So that's good. Yeah, it's also really good on this deck because Changeling. Yep. Uh, uh, War. Oh. No, go ahead. War Room. Sorry, I love this card because <laughs> it costs. So a lot. excited about it. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in this de deck, it's still good. Yeah, it's still good in a two-color deck, but way better, obviously, in monocolored. But this is a deck that's seeing some play. So War Room four twenty. Jazal uh, Goldmain three dollars. Talisman of Hierarchy. We always like to see the Talisman, and Jimmy in particular has been uh, asking for reprints of all the Talismans more often, so this is good. Talisman of Hierarchy was about 290 before the reprint. And then Order of the White Clay at 210. 
uh, I'm sure people on YouTube are looking at it, but I honestly couldn't say what Order of White Clay does <laughs> off the bat. But it was $2, so there you go, a little bit of value. So, okay, we've already made our case, I think, clearly for who you should run as a commander. Um, is there anything else you want to say in regards to Barakos post folk hero over Nalia? Um, let me see. I, I feel like Barakos just, it, even though Nalia Nalia has like the, would you call it card advantage? It is. It's like future sight type card work. Yeah. But like I said, it's probably like 60% of a card per turn. Not, you're not drawing an extra card per turn. It's not Phyrexian Arena. Right. I think there's an argument that Brockos has, is better card advantage just because of the ramp and the draw because of Folk Hero as well. Yep. Actually, honestly, Folk Hero is almost assuredly better card advantage than Nalia because Folk Hero, if you're going to be casting at least one of the party classes every turn. You have to have Barakos out, I guess, would be the only thing. But yes. you have to have Nolly out, so I guess that evens out. Yeah, I agree with you. So you get ramp and card draw this way. It's just a better way to go. I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the best cards in the deck really quick. And they're actually both kind of new cards, which is yeah. cool. I think a lot of times we we mark the best cards in the deck and we just... They're like reprints that we've wanted or something. Yeah, or like, but this time there are some really cool new cards. Uh, there's one. It's Deep Gnome Terramancer. Okay, what's it do? Uh, it's a one and a white for a 2-2 wizard. It has flash, which is great for folk hero. Um, it has molt earth. And it says oh, whenever yeah. one or more... I'm just going to pick this up and read it. It's a little small. <laughs> uh, whenever one or more land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control without being played, you may search your library for a planes card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Do this once uh, per turn. So this is really good against fetch lands yeah. uh, or anything that's... Yeah, that's putting an extra land into turn that's not getting played, played from your hand. So right. I guess against rampant growths and things like that, it's very good. And it's got flash, like you said, good for folk hero, but also good because you can do it in response. They crack, crack their fetch land mm-hmm. in response, flash in deep gnome, and it's going to ramp you. It's going to put an extra land into yeah. play. So yeah, this is white ramp in a really interesting way. I think it's just a good card in general and very good in this deck. Has the relevant creature types. Flash. Yeah, it checks all the boxes for this. Yeah, I like so. this card a lot, actually, just in general. So that's cool. Uh, the last best card that we've got down is Mark Black Market Connections. Two and a black enchantments. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, choose one or more. You can choose uh, Sell Contraband, which is create a treasure token and you lose a life. Buy Information, which is you draw a card and lose two life. Or Hire a Mercenary, create a 3-2 colorless shapeshifter creature token with Changeling. Hey! And you lose three life. You love to see it. Wow, that's all good options. Yeah, it's it's a nice enchantment, actually. Uh, you're happy to get the ramp. You're happy to get changelings with shapeshift so that shapeshifters with changeling. Uh, <laughs> we had this <laughs> we know what you meant. We know what you meant, yeah. But it works uh, good with, with your commander. Yeah, it works good with your commander for, again, filling in your party. It's just, it's great to have. Yeah, this seems like a slam dunk card that you'll be happy to see every single game. And it's three mana. Yeah, basically, depending on what's going on, if I need the mana, it gives me that. If I need cards, it gives me that. If I you know, need to fill out my party, it gives me that. So, very cool. Uh, all right, coming up, we are going to get into the fun part, which is what cards we want to add to this deck and which to take out to kind of get it up to full party power so you can tangle with other, quote-unquote, real decks as quickly as possible. But before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now 
All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back. We are talking about the party time deck <laughs> from uh, Commander Legends Baldur's Gate. Uh, okay, we just ran down the stats and everything, but Ashlyn, going into you know deciding what ten cards you wanted to add, what was your thinking? What were your goals? What were you trying? Like, what bases were you kind of trying to cover? Honestly, this deck had a lot of different ways it could go. Uh, as far as how do you want to focus on adding more party creatures, taking advantage of the party mechanic, as well as just uh, the flash mechanic, blinking. Oh, yeah. So uh, at first, I kind of just like threw cast a wide net to see what was interesting. And I wanted to focus on protection still because you're going to be constantly putting yourself out there. I also wanted to focus a little bit on recursion. Mm. There were some like sub uh, sack themes in the deck. Yeah, there's like Zulaport Cutthroat and some other things. Yeah, yeah so I, I wanted to kind of take advantage of those more because there is that recursion that's already built into the deck mm-hmm. uh, and kind of go from there with just value creatures and spells that support them. Great. Okay, let's run down the list here. And the first one is kind of along the lines of that protections uh element that sort of makes sure that when I, you know, when I extend onto the board, I can pr- make sure that I don't get blown up by a board wipe or something. Um, it is face reward, which is three and a white for an instant. It says return to the battlefield, all permanent cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn. So yeah. it's a way they board wipe. And if you've, you know, got the mana up or whatever, you go, boom, bring it all back. Also, you can use it on your own where you're like, hey, I sack all my stuff. Yeah. Cast face reward. It all comes back. So if you've got the Zulaport th- cutthroat thing going on, you can kind of be proactive with it. Um, yeah. What was your thinking with this card? And it's at the top of the list. So. Yeah. I mean, I just immediately I was like, oh, this is it, it's 280. So it's not that expensive. And it's a great uh, answer to a board wipe. Because you're not countering it, you're not doing any of that, you let them waste their spell, and then you bring everything back and get a lot of value off the ETB triggers. I can certainly win you games too when they think, I've got this under control, board wipe, and you go, boom, I still have all my stuff and they're just dead to it. Right. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, What's the next card? Uh, Next up we have Alms Collector, coming in at $14. This is the (laughs) most expensive card on, on the list of cards you added. Yes. Listen... I wanted to abuse Folk Hero yeah. right, as best as possible. And there was not a lot of Orzhov options that seemed prime for this deck because they also need to have, again, the party uh, name, cleric, warrior, whatever. Party classes, yeah. Classes, yeah. Yeah, so you want to have Flash uh, specifically because 
Focus is going to be easy to trigger on your turn, but harder on other players' turn. Right. So one card per turn is not good, as good as two cards per turn, obviously. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, it's just an Alms Collector is a great card. It's a three and a white for a three, four cat cleric. It has flash. If an opponent would draw two or more cards, instead you and that player each draw a card. So you'd actually draw two cards from playing, right? Yeah, because yeah. Folk Hero would say, oh, it's a cleric that matches with Barakos, draw you a card, you do it on another player's turn, they're about to draw a bunch of cards. You cut them down to only one card. And you draw. And you draw, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's definitely a way to shut down somebody who's kind of going off in a scary way and get advantage yourself. And then, yeah, worst case scenario too, it's not that bad to just play this on your end step to draw your card off Folk Hero, go about your life and just, you know, get another party creature out there, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like cards with low downside. Uh, what's the next one? All right, so next up we have Sigrid, God Favored. Uh, it is one white white for a 2-2 human warrior. Sigrid also has Flash. Uh, first Strike, Protection from God Creatures, not as relevant, but uh, the Flashes. Yep. And then it says, when Sigrid, God Favored, enters the battlefield, exile up to one target attacking or blocking creature until Sigrid leaves the battlefield. So it, it can be used in a couple ways. You know, get rid of blockers uh, whenever you're wanting to attack for probably lethal. Or just and? you're, you're going to be attacking because you want those treasures from Barakos. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, and it's also good for if you need to be on the defense, maybe you just got board wiped and you need to recover. You can They can think you have nothing now and then you flash this and deal with one of their attackers. Also, just if you have a good enter the battlefield uh, effect on one of your creatures, I could see um, you exiling it. And then, you know, maybe you're going to sack Sigrid or Blink Sigrid and then get your Enter the Battlefield effect from that other creature. Again, there are tricks you can definitely pull with oh, this totally. type of card. Yeah. What's the next one? Uh, so next up, we have uh, Cosmic Intervention for $4. I like this card. Yeah, it's 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 another protection or mm -hmm. yeah, protection card. It's three and a white uh, for an instant. It says if a permanent you control would be put into, I can't read, into a graveyard from the battlefield this turn, exile it instead. Return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the end, uh, at the beginning of the next end step. It also has foretell for two. Yeah, one in a white foretell is actually pretty strong on a card like this. Because I'd say the one downside of like phase reward, four mana is a lot to hold up. Right. But cosmic intervention, you foretell it early in the game and it just sort of sits there being, as long as I hold up two mana, nothing too bad can happen, right? Right, exactly. And there's another card we'll talk about later that plays off foretell as well. So your opponents won't be able to really know. Because sometimes with foretell cards, you're like, oh, I know what that is. Right. You won't with this. Yeah, I've actually found that, like, especially if they're playing blue, there's a certain assumptions, like Mystic Reflection is what everybody just assumes it is. And so right. there is actually a lot of advantage to be gained by playing a foretell card that's unexpected, that they think is something else. And I think there's the white board wipe foretell that most people oh, assume yeah. when white's playing one. I don't know what the black one is, but... I can't remember. Um, the next card on your list is kind of an all-purpose, good, efficient card. It's Shields of uh, Velis Vel. It's one white for a tribal instant shapeshifter changeling. So it is an instant with all creature types. Creature uh, Creatures target player controls get plus one, or sorry, plus O, plus one, and gain all creature types until end of turn. So this is just a way that you will turn all your creatures. So you'll have a full party as long as you have full creatures. Yep. And then, of course, you'll still draw the card off Folk Hero, right? I'm, is it creature only or is it just... Where Whenever is it? you cast a spell that shares a creature yeah. type. So, yeah, that's pretty sweet. I, I totally plan that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but for sure, it's definitely... The whole reason is because everything becomes all creature types. It's great in decks like... Um, 
Atla. Uh, that's where I got the idea from. Yeah. And they so, all become eggs, right? Yeah, they all become eggs. So now they all become party people. Yeah, that's great. I'm just rereading Barakos here. When Barakos attacks, defending player loses X life and you create X treasure tokens where X is the number of creatures in your party. Yeah. So yeah, this will fill it out and make sure that you've got, you know, an even amount. Because it's possible still with all the creature types that it's just like, I have two wizards and my commander and I just can't find either a cleric or warrior or maybe right. I have three wizards on my commander and I just can't you know I have a lot of creatures but what happens yeah and so you go boom shields of Elspeth get it all get your damage in there get your treasure tokens that's cool and the party mechanic almost makes me think of like lands when you're playing like a deck with multiple colors because you're like great I have three swamps and I just need my red I just need my mountain <laughs> right yeah. yeah Jimmy can relate okay <laughs> coveted prize is the next one. Oh, sorry shields of Elspeth uh, is 40 cents, so yes. very cheap card. Coveted Prize is the next one, and this card is only 25 cents. Just kind of surprised. I feel like I've heard about this card a lot, but... It's, it's, it's recent-ish, so maybe that's why it's not... I don't know. It's four and a black for a sorcery. This spell costs one less, less to cast for each creature in your party. So that's probably it right there. There's just not enough party decks to get Fair. this price low. Um, so this could cost one black if you have a full party. Search your library for a card, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. If you have a full party, you may cast a spell with converted mana cost four or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. Doesn't have to be the card you search for either. Yeah, this card is yeah. crazy in a party deck. And over, uh, because of one of the other cards, I forgot what it was called. I think it's one of the gnomes. Over 60% of the cards in this deck are like three CMC and less, the creatures especially. So without a four CMC and less, you're going to hit a lot. You, you have a lot of options with this. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't have a full party and you've only got three members, it's Demonic Tutor at its worst. And Demonic Tutor that lets you play another card for free. Right. Like, yeah, this card seems really good. Only 25 cents. I know. <laughs> uh, all right, this next one is the foretell card you kind of yes. foretold about earlier. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm a professional. Okay, <laughs> Dream Devourer. One in a black. I'll read it. This is a Texas small. <laughs> One in black for an O3 demon cleric. Each non-land card in your hand without foretell has foretell. It, its foretell cost is equal to its mana cost reduced by two. Um, and then whenever you foretell a card, Dream Devourer gets plus two plus O until end of turn. Dream Devourer is also a demon cleric. So it is one of your party yes. members. Yeah. Yeah. It, I just thought it was a really fun piece of tech to put in the deck because... If, if you're trying to build a party and you don't want your opponents to know you're trying to build a party, what better way to do that than to plan around having certain ones foretold and then when they use their targeted removal, surprise, I have backup or something. I think this is a really smart card to put in the deck because one thing I'm thinking is if you have a full party, playing a fifth creature out is actually, depending on what it is obviously, but it can be not that much more advantage sure. than having your fourth, right? Right. But what you can do is kind of precede, like if something happens, so I can put a card in foretell and it's going to cheapen its price when I actually cast it. So like if the worst happens and they cyclonic rift me or whatever, I can recover a little faster because I, I managed to foretell two or three cards earlier. And, you know, now I can, because it wasn't that important for me to have a second cleric at that time or whatever. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, Next up, we have Viserysir at 25 cents. Uh, it's one black. It's a vampire wizard. It's a 1-1 one, one that says sacrifice the creature, scry one. It's pretty simple. It's uh, great to support all those sack, uh, the sack under theme in the deck and to really get like your Zulaport cutthroat going and things like that. Yeah, there's definitely a sub theme where you can get paid off for your creatures dying in the deck. It's not a huge part, but there's probably like, what, what, what do we say? Seven or eight cards? Yeah, seven to eight cards. That, sure. that were in that theme. So 
yeah, just adding one more piece that makes those cards better. And Vis- Viserysir is also a wizard. Yeah. It's only a 25 cent card, even though it sees a ton of play. So it just fits right in there. And scrying one in a deck where you're trying to make sure you constantly have a party is great. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, because you're like, oh, I already have a cleric. So I bottom just, that. Yeah. yeah, that's great. <laughs> Uh, the next one's a new card, which yes. is kind of cool. I love this card. I love the art on this card. I was excited for this card. I tried to break it. <laughs> it is called Ruthless Technomancer, and it is $2.80. Yeah, it's 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 already climbing a little bit, so yeah. get your hands on this before it's uh, out of range. Um, okay, Ruthless Technomancer, three and a black for a 2-4 human wizard. When it enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice another creature you control. If you do, create a number of treasure tokens equal to that creature's power. power. Yep. And then it has an activated ability. You can pay two and a black and sacrifice X artifacts and then return target creature card with power X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. X cannot be zero. All right. So I play this and when it ETBs, I can sacrifice a creature. Let's say it's a three, three. I'll make three treasure tokens. Right. And then at some point then or later, I can pay two and a black and sacrifice X tokens. Let's say three. Right. So I sacrifice a three treasure, pay three mana, and I can bring back anything with three power from my graveyard to the battlefield. Yep. Yeah. Um, Pretty interesting. I know there was some stuff you can do with it if you have like anthem effects because what you're trying to do is have your creature's power on the battlefield be different than it is in the graveyard, stuff like that. Yeah. It's tricky because you do need to have like, it seems tempting to think that treasures, oh, I have three treasures that I get from it. I'll just use those, but you're sacrificing them and paying a separate mana cost. So that's where it gets a little tricky, but... Yeah, you just want to find creatures that give you a big, uh, have bigger power than... Um, than they do in the graveyard. Than they do in the graveyard. Or it can just be a value piece. Like, instead of co- trying to combo with it in some way, this is also a good way to just get a bunch of treasures and then use the treasures Brockos has been making to get something back. Like, let's say your Visser Seer died and all you need to do is sacrifice things. Well, for three mana and a treasure, sacrificing a treasure, I can get that back out and now I can, you know, use my Zulu Poor Cutthroat in the way I want yeah. to. And so, yeah, it really can kind of just grease the wheels and get things going. Yeah, it's 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 recursion as well. Like, it helps get things back. And there's a lot of other cards that have Enter the Battlefield things in this deck that it's it's worth using when they get mm. removed, so. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Uh, okay, and that was our ninth card. Our tenth card is $4.50, and it's kind of a finisher type. Like, what do we do if we have a lot of mana, which we might because of treasures? Right, exactly. We have a ton of treasures. What are we going to do? We're going to pay four white, white, white for a 7-7 seven, seven angel. It is Sarah's emiss- Emissary. This is a cool card, and I think a little bit um, of an interesting finisher. Yeah, it, it doesn't hit the party mechanic, but it's, a, it's flying, and uh, when it enters the battlefield, you choose a card type. You and creatures you control have protection from the chosen type. So if I, if I say creatures. <laughs> so I, first of all, you can't be dealt damage by creatures, but also creatures you control have protection from creatures, so can't be blocked. Exactly. That's pretty cool. That's a finisher right there. <laughs> Alpha strike. Right. They think, uh, you know, she's got a lot of stuff, but I can block some of it and, you know, I'll be able to survive and you go, no, can't block anything. And uh, you're dead now. Yeah. Or someone tries to, well, I guess it doesn't have flash event. Flash would be better, but like as like Cyclonic Rift. Protection from sorceries. Yeah. Well, it's an, it's an instant. And if they paid the overload, it wouldn't work. But if they single targeted. So you could say protection from instance. Um, if you were just looking to protect your board, it wouldn't protect you from board wipes, but it would protect you from individual pieces of removal. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool card. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a feeling this deck is going to 
be at a point, you know, turn five, six, seven, where it's not, it can cast a seven drop and have mana left over where it like you attacked, you created like four treasure and you have a lot of mana to play with kind of early. Yeah, exactly. And with all that extra mana, you don't want to just be sitting there doing nothing with it. So having options like this or like the dissolve gold main are great ways to kind of funnel that into something. Yeah. Turn it into a win. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the, oh, sorry. Our grand total (laughs) for this one was $30 and 25 cents. Remember, we say for around $30. Yeah. We're not trying to get like crazy. Like, you can't go over and it's over by 25 cents. So, yes, we tried. We tried. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about two cards that could not fit in the budget, though, because they're too expensive. Uh, the honorable mentions that we wish we could have put in. That was the worst it. throw I've ever done in my life. <laughs> it's just li- OK. It just let's really not talk about it. Yeah. You, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, honorable mentions. This card I really wanted. It was the first card I looked up when I after I picked Baracus. I was like, OK, I want this card. And it is a $21 card. It is Revel and Riches. Yeah, so that's the one if you have, um, what is it, 10 or more treasures, you win the Just game win the at game. the beginning of your upkeep. And then whenever uh, a creature an opponent controls dies, you make a treasure. Yeah. Uh, it would be super good, but since it's the entirety of the budget. Yeah. But if you happen to have one, I think you probably put it in the deck. Just did it, yeah. yeah. Just do it. Just do it. The next card I really like. Yes. Uh, so the next one is Afrios, God of Passage for $10. And I did have it in the deck, but then had to take it out for some other priorities. Uh, it's, basi- it's one white-black for a 5-4 god and it's indestructible as long as your devotion to white and black is less than seven athreos is not a creature and it says whenever another creature you own dies return it to the battlefield return or to, your, to hand. your hand just kidding return it to your hand unless target opponent pays three life which so. uh, there are points in the game where that means you just get the card back from your hand when it to your hand when it dies because they can't afford to pay the life especially if you pick the same opponent every time so it slowly whittles them down yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, this seems like it would be good in the deck, but why did you decide that? Because I think a t- one ten dollar card we could have fit. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think I was trying to choose between it and Alms Collector mm-hmm. because they were both two really high costing cards, and I felt like Alms Collector at least had the. the Athreos doesn't have; it's not a party member. Right. It doesn't have a party class, um, so you don't get that. And then I didn't want to have to worry too much about devotion as well, although that's not it being a creature isn't a big deal. Um, so yeah. That was kind of my thoughts. I felt like it's a great card to have if you have it. Put it in there. But I felt like if I'm picking between like Sarah's Emissary and Afrios as well, like I feel like that just does more. One more top end. Yeah. Yeah, I would say too, like there's not a ton of ways in the deck to sacrifice your own creatures. In fact, we added one, but there's not like a lot, which Athreos is kind of, you want that kind of deck. So you're controlling when your creatures die. So when you get them back to kind of make use of like, I'm going to play this three times in a row if you don't pay the life. Um, Whereas Athreos just sitting there hoping your opponents are the ones causing your creatures to die is a lot less good. Right. So I think it would still be good in the deck, but I agree with you. It's probably not like, it's not as good as the other cards that got added. Totally. Okay, let's talk about the 10 cards we want to take out because, you know, you got to make room for the 10 cards we just added. So these are the ones we don't like and why we did not like them. I hope they don't feel bad. Sorry, cards. Yes, we love you. We just don't need you for this deck. Yeah, exactly. You you belong in other decks. Stay in the pub. The party (laughs) will go out without you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So the first one that got the uh, cut is Nighthawk Scavenger. It is one black black for a one... Sorry, it's a one plus star three... Vampire Rogue. I'll explain this in a second. <laughs> Flying Death Touch Life Link. Nighthawk Scavenger's power is equal to one plus the number of card types among cards in your opponent's graveyard. That's the key word there, opponents. If it was yours, it'd be a lot better because at least you can have the Cleric Rogue thing work for you. Right. It's it's too, it's a little situational. And right. uh, what, what was my other thing with it? Oh, and then I don't know about you, but 
this is like a tool a toolbox kind of deck right? right and i've explained before how i've had decks where it's like a ton of counters to keep track of and it's just too much when i see right you don't want to be like less i'm like no my brain is done it's true because every single turn you're like how many creatures do you have and how about you yeah yeah just not worth it <laughs> <laughs> all right the next card we're cutting is calculating lich Four black black for a five five zombie wizard with Menace. menace. Whenever a creature attacks one of your opponents, that player loses one life. Yeah, it, it, it was fine. Like, I think this was just in there to be a reprint more than anything. Mm. Uh, it, it's fine in the deck, but... This is the one that was worth $10 yes. or whatever and only from the yes. game night thing? <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's only worth that much because of zombie decks. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, the next one is Magus of the Balance. Oh, thank God we're taking this out. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> one and a white for a 2-2 two, two human wizard, but it, you pay uh, four and a white tap and sacrifice the Magus of the Balance, and each player chooses a number of lands they control equal to the number of lands controlled by the player who controls the fewest. Then sacrifices the rest and players discard cards and sacrifice creatures the same way. If you've ever seen the actual card balance, which is banned in Commander. um, For a reason. Yeah, it does the same thing on a sorcery. This is on a creature. Maybe a little more fair because it costs more mana and it has so many sickness. But yeah, I... I mean, what's the reason here? Just decks not set up to take advantage of it. Well, my the in the notes I put, everyone will hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to play with other people at a level with them, probably don't want to make yourself arch enemy. Yeah. Um. And this is also I, I find balance is only good in decks that can like sacrifice its own stuff and specifically lands to control the amount that everyone's allowed to have. So right. if you're just like, I'm going to play this and whatever I happen to have, that's where everyone's going to go to way less good than if you're like, I'm going to sack all my creatures. This will be my last creature. I'm going to sack down to three lands. My deck has very low CMC. And then I'm going to basically everybody else is set back to the stone age, but I can still function or something like that. Right. Yeah. But that's not this deck. No. I mean, there is an argument where you get a lot of treasures. Uh, I forgot. Does it, is it going to make you sack those treasures? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it doesn't make you sack artifacts. Okay. So, yeah, you have a lot of treasures. And so everyone else could be pretty hurt, but you can rely on that. But you, I think you need to be able to sacrifice your own lands in order to make that really yeah. good, right? Because if you're like, okay, I'm saving up all my treasures. I got 15 treasures. Now I'm going to play this Megas to the Balance. I'm going to sack all my lands. Nobody will have any lands and I'll have 15 treasures. I can win from there. That's hard to pull off. What's right. going to happen is they're going to sacrifice all their stuff and only sack one or two lands. And then, you know. Uh, yeah, and I, then everyone's just mad at you. Yeah, <laughs> so and then yeah, then, then and then you'll die to all three of them. Yes. All right. What's the next one? All right. Next up, we have Corpse Augur. It is a three. Uh, it's three and a black for a four-two zombie wizard. Uh, when it dies, you draw X cards and you lose. Yes, lose X life. Where X is the number of creatures in target player's graveyard. Again, not your grave. Well, I guess it could be your graveyard. Right. It could be. But. It's hard to control. Yeah, it's hard to control. It's it's not the worst. It's just, you know, we do have to cut 10 cards here. And I felt like it, it just, yeah, you lose X life. You already ha- We already have like 21 card draw in the deck. Um, yeah, it was just kind of meh for me. Yeah, I agree. It's just this is a card that's good in a deck where you're milling yourself or milling the other players. So you're pretty confident there's mm. going to be quite a large amount of cards. Because if you do this and it dies and you get two or three cards, it's probably not the You know, it's fine, but it's nothing to write home about. What you're trying to do is get 20 cards or something crazy. Right. But you can only do that if you're milling in some way. And this deck's not doing that. All right. What's the next one? Next up, we have Mind Blade Render. It is one in a black for a 1-3 uh, warrior. It says whenever an opponent deals combat damage um, or dealt combat damage, if any of that damage would be dealt by a warrior, you draw a card and lose one life. It just feels very like pokey. 
Because it's small? Yeah, it's, it's a 1-3, and right. uh, it is a warrior, which is nice. But we, like the warriors are not on the top end. They're on the low end of the deck, and it just it felt slow. Uh, I mean, like you said, you got to cut cards, and we are fine on the card draw front, I think, too. Yeah. All right, what's the next one? All right, next up is the Valiant Changeling, which is... Five white white for a 3-3 three, three shapeshifter. It says the spell costs one less to cast for each creature type among creatures you control. Uh, this effect can't be reduced. Uh, can't reduce the amount of mana. More than five. That, yeah. So you can't go down to, you know, less than right. white. It would be, yeah, it'd be white white. And, and it's, it's a changeling. It's a changeling with double strike. Eh, it's fine. But like, again, we've added like more creatures that do more and what after cheaper after a board wipe if you draw this you're not happy yeah it really needs a lot to be going your way for it to be decent and it's hard to imagine it's really really good um yeah okay next one yep next up we have uh how do you say her name it's fiaras fiaras there we go fiaras retribution it's one white, white, black. By the way, I do not stand behind that pronunciation. That's just what came to mind. I could be wrong. <laughs> okay. One white, white, black for a enchantment saga. It's chapter one is create a four, four white angel warrior creature token with flying and vigilance. Chapter two is until end of turn, angels you control gain a tap, destroy target creature with power less than this creature's power. And chapter three, angels you control gain double strike until end of turn. <laughs> I think I know where we cut this card. Yeah. This What's isn't an, an angel, angel tribal doing, card doing in this deck? I think there's like a couple angels in here so it's like a nice win more but yeah. It's... They were like, wait, it's an angel warrior though. Does that, does that can I entice you with that? No, right, no. That's a, what a weird card to include in the deck. <laughs> All right. Um, three, three to go. The next one is Rumor Gatherer. One white white for a 2-1 elf wizard has alliance whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control scry one if this is the second time that ability has resolved this turn draw a card so as long as you have two creatures enter the battlefield in a turn you'll draw a card right which isn't it's not terrible uh, it was one of those ones where it's like i need to cut something and this is okay like we, we again we have a lot of card draw it's a two one uh and it costs what three so I think a lot of the creatures you added had flash too. So what that's yeah. trying to do is say, I'm going to play one now, then one on the next turn, then one on the next turn to take advantage of Folk Hero. And Rumor Gathers wants you to do the exact opposite of that, which is like, no, play two now and none Save later. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of has this weird tug and pull with Folk Hero that's, you know, it's like, well, we, ch we chose Folk Hero, so you got to sit on the sidelines, <laughs> Rumor Gather. Yeah. All right. The next one uh, we're cutting is Irregular Cohort, two white white for a 2-2. Two -two. With Changeling, when it enters the battlefield, you create a 2-2 two -two colorless shapeshifter creature token with Changeling. So it's four mana for two 2-2s two that have all creature types. Right. And this one I actually debated, but I felt like at the end of the day, again, it, it doesn't do much more. It's nice to fulfill that party need, but... I felt like we had added enough and the deck is good on its own that it really didn't need this card. You don't need two vanilla creatures that are its only goal is to fill out your party. Right. You can probably get creatures that also have abilities that are going to fill out your party. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, and the last card is... Priest of Ancient Lore. It is two and a white for a 2-1 dwarf cleric. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you gain one life and draw a card. Okay. So it's fine, but it's just... I like... I'm the type of person who likes big, powerful creatures. We've if noticed. You haven't we know. Noticed. We know. <laughs> so, like, like Eldrazi, maybe. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> I almost added one. By yeah. the way, <laughs> you had Artisan of Kozilek on your to add list for a long time, just to have yeah. an Eldrazi on there. Uh, but so cards like this, they don't excite me, and I just don't think it is that. Like, it's cool, 
maybe in like a draft. I don't know. But like for this, it, there's, it's got to do more. Yeah. Again, I, this feels like the type of card that is three mana, two, one that draws you a card, right? The only reason that would be good in your deck is if you have a bunch of ways to blink it or reuse its effect, bounce to your hand, replay it, whatever. Like the one, the first time you play this, it's just not worth it. Um, you can just get better abilities on a creature for, you know, that amount of mana. So yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good point. Like the, you'd need to cast it like how many times, two, three times Probably just two to get value. Fine because folk hero, you're drawing two cards kind of with it. But remember, True. if you cast it on turn three, your commander's not out yet. Yeah. So you only will draw the one card because folk hero can't be online yet. And on, uh, imagine a play pattern, right? Turn two, you're probably casting folk hero. Turn three, you're going to want to cast some kind of party member. Turn four, you cast Barakos. Turn five is really the first time. And obviously there can be some ramp, but the first time where you can really take advantage of having folk hero and Barakos out. Right. Yeah. And then so, you play a two one. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it, it's hard to fit it in there a little bit, I think. And and we're not as worried about card draw because of Folk Hero. So I think I'd rather just have a creature that like has a bigger effect on the game in a different way yeah. than card advantage. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Okay, let's talk about how the deck plays. Yeah, so I like the deck. It plays, again, it's a toolbox deck. So, you know, you, you get all of your stuff together and they all work together with different synergies. They also have different interactions within the deck, which is nice. Uh, and I put here, what is it? It says there's a lot of uh there's a lot of card draw to get you what you need overall and it's a nice balance of enough to keep track of but not too much to keep track yeah, right, of right 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 once you have four party members you're, you're good, good. You're, you're not like i don't have to count anymore i just have four it don't doesn't matter if counters I on everything right. like but it's still <laughs> not so much accounting but it's still interactive uh for yourself and i like that it's very fun yeah i think it's probably the type of deck that's going to commit to the board so you're going to get out there put some creatures out want to be attacking and swinging and then at some point realize that my goal here now is to maintain what I've got. And so then you start holding your faith rewards and stuff and right. anticipating the your opponents trying to like cut you down to size and being ready to like counteract, you know, their removal and things like that. All right. To the listeners, what do you think of the party time pre-con? Are there any cards that you would add under our $30 budget? Uh, are there any cards we suggested to take out that you were like, no, that should absolutely stay in the deck? Did we uh, leave a card in that you want? You're like, why is that in there? Kick it out right now. Yeah, we love all... It helps people too because they can go down into the comments and see what other people's um, perspectives are. And definitely sometimes we see stuff and we're like, oh yeah, that's, that's a good point. Maybe we would have swapped out one of the cards we took out for that instead or whatever. So yeah, yeah if you want to get your hands on the party time pre Pre-con deck or any of the pre-con decks from Baldur's Gate, or you want to get a booster box or set booster or collector's booster or anything like that, channelfireball.com slash command is the best place to go. Their marketplace has all the cards you're looking for, tons of inventory, lots of vendors. They're all licensed businesses, so you get a good service experience. Yeah. Channelfireball.com slash command, or you can use the promo code command at checkout if you've forgotten to use the affiliate link, which I forget to do every single time. <laughs> Uh, and of course, yeah, <laughs> of course, once you get all your hands on all those cards, you want to protect them. You want them to stay in pristine condition. The best way to do that is with Ultra Pro products. Those are the products that Jimmy and I, we trust our personal collections to that stuff. You want to get your uh, best sleeves, Eclipse sleeves. You want to get the best play mats, Ultra Pro. They've yes. got awesome deck boxes, things like the Mythic Collection. They've got things Satin like Tower 
favorites satin. are my favorites. Yeah, super sturdy, right? Nothing's going to happen to your deck if it's in a satin tower. Um, and they also do come out with the product for every single set that is has the artwork, the right. official IP from Wizards of the Coast. So if you are going to build a Nalia deck, there's going to be a Nalia sleeves and playmat and deck box from Ultra Pro that you can match that with. So that's a, it's a really cool way to sort of spice up your battlefield. We've got big magic events coming back. In fact, at yes. the time you're watching this, we've already gone to GP Vegas, or sorry, Command Fest Vegas. But for us now recording this in the past, we're about to leave for Command Fest Vegas. But, you know, when you go to those events, you definitely want to like show off your cool yeah. stuff and, and, you know, you, all your matching uh, uh, game accessories. All so. your aesthetics that yep. match your, the type of color your commander is or what they look like. Yep. Ultra Pro can give you everything you need to do that. Uh, and don't forget also uh, the Kickstarter for our brand new playmat before the storm is the name of it. The link is in the show notes. If you want to get your hands on that, support the show, support our content, uh, follow that link. It's limited time only. Once the Kickstarter is over, we're never making the playmat again. So definitely lock in your order. Don't don't wait. And again, it is gorgeous. I, I helped work on the, the production for this and it is one of my favorites. It's just the art is so pretty. Uh, I love the theming of it, the background. Uh, and we went through a lot of... Uh, a lot of testing with this one to really make sure it's good quality and the colors really came through. Yeah, I think stylistically too, it's just uh, a, a lot different than what we've done in the past. So that's yeah. great. It really stands out. All right. Now it's time for the end step where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic. Yeah. Ashlyn, do you have something cool? Yes. Party time. So Wait, didn't we just talk about that? We for the did, whole and we're going to keep on going. <laughs> have you heard of a show, a series uh, called High and Low? No. So High and Low is a series that it's on Netflix now. It's it originated in Japan. It's a TV drama uh, about some ru five rural urban gangs. Oh. Um, rural and urban. I don't know if those go in the same sentence, but they're about urban gangs um, called SWORD. It's an acronym. Are they from the country or the city? <laughs> uh, both. Oh, okay. <laughs> so maybe both. Uh, yes, so you'll probably see some graphics on screen for them. Uh, it's really cool. Do you like... Do you is like this an anime? No, it's a live action. Oh, wow. Do you like amazing cinematography that comes with really cool choreo? Yeah, of course. Fight choreo? Yeah. Amazing story? Of course. Yeah, it's it has all of that, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to sell Josh. I really want to watch like, it. I wasn't sure if I should answer or not. Was it, <laughs> you're, you're it, was, good. was it rhetorical or not? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's centered on the five gangs. Um, the drama originated as part of... It's it's a K-pop or J-pop, sorry. It's a J-pop group called Exile Tribe. Oh. Uh, and so like all of their team is on it. And like the Exile Tribe is huge. Like they go through different generations for this. And like they have specific dancers, which is why the choreography is so uh, good. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, an interesting thing to note is that uh, dance choreography and fight choreography are actually very related. Yeah. A, they're very rhythmic. And like I think in like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, like the main girl, Zhang Ji was like a dancer, not a fighter. But because oh. those two things are pretty similar, right? Control of body yeah. movements and rhythm and everything. That's why it looks so good. So that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it yeah, it does make total sense. And like the fight scenes are so good. Uh, you know how like back when, I think it was Breaking Bad that had that one shot in it that people mm -hmm. like were raving over? This is like times 10 of those one shots. They do so many with moving choreo of like 50 people fighting. Oh, wow. It is incredible. And like you're just sitting on the edge of your couch just like screaming. And like the characters in it have like those anime personalities because I believe it's based on a manga. Uh -huh. So like the okay. leaders of the gangs are so funny. And one of them, the White Rascals is one of the gangs. He, uh, his thing, they all have something they say before they go into battle and fight each other. And his is, he like looks up and he goes, party time. 
party time. time. <laughs> it's great. So I was like, oh, I have to talk about them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's on theme. It, it is. It's on Netflix. There's a bunch of, there's seven of the movies. Oh. Uh, and a new one's coming out. Oh, these are movies. It's yeah. not a sh- it's not like a TV show. No, they have like some TV shows that are um, oh, this like is a background big property. filler. Yes. No, oh, it's okay. huge in Japan. And uh, the newest one they're doing is called High and Low. The worst just came out. I forgot what the next one's called, but it's a collaboration with the K-pop group uh, yeah. NCT, I believe, uh, because one of the members is uh, either part Japanese or Japanese. And so, yeah, they're actually going to be in it. Um, it's awesome. going to be dope. Okay, very cool. High and low on Netflix. This is good because uh, we've watched a lot of K-pop and we're running out. So this is a new thing we can try out. Yeah, you'll, you'll definitely like it. Uh, look on, look for guides online on the order to watch. Start with Road to High and Low to get the background of all the gangs. Uh, but yeah, it's really great. Let me know what your favorite uh, group is. My uh, favorite guy is Mariyama. He is like the... T- Sorry, I'm just going to keep talking about this. Oh, he loves the show. Okay, great. No, I'm going to check know. it out. <laughs> uh, his name is Mariyama. The actor actually has the same birthday as me, which is kind of dope. Uh, but anyways... Did you find that out after he was your favorite or after, become your favorite? Okay. After. Because he, he's like the typical anime character that's like uh, such a, like a badass. Can we say badass? Yeah, we okay. can say badass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <he's> like, <laughs> but like he does this thing where he like before he fights, he goes like... <laughs> so like that. it's just great okay watch it please <laughs> we will have a link to one of the guides of what order to watch them yes. in the show notes so you can find that there all right <laughs> big thanks to our uh, amazing team here at the command zone arthur meadowcroft shauna gillis damon lens lady danger manson lung greg blanchett Ashlyn Rose, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Patrick Nan, Jordan Purgeon, Sam Waldo, Grav Galati, Truck Tie, Jamie Block, Evan Limberger, and Mitch Trafford. And Jimmy Wong. And Jimmy Wong. <laughs> I guess we should mention him when he's not here. Uh, and special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for the Living Card animations that open our show and for a lot of the windows behind us. He did this one, which is Thousand Year Storm. You can find uh, him on Twitter at Living Cards MTG. All right, Ash, thanks for walking us through this upgrade. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope you all like it. Let me know. Yeah, let us know how you like all the budget upgrades and how the decks are playing for you. We will see you very, very soon. In fact, next time. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.